Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Cleary. This is the Ticket Water Cooler here on 93.7 The Ticket. And guess what? If we if we run out of time today, we're starting a little late. So if we run out of time, we'll just call it a tie. Go home. Yep. Nobody loses. We'll all feel good about it. No problem. We have to get back home. We yeah. have to travel. So yeah, sometimes what's, you run out of time. It's more important than playing your next game. Might be playing the game you're in, but... No, no, uh, no, no. no. no Got to make sure that we don't spend too much time on the road. <laughs> Them's is the rules. The rules is the rules. Uh, obviously, we're talking about Husker baseball finishing in a 16-16 to tie. You say, well, wow, they must have went extra innings. They eventually just had to call it. No. No, this was seven innings. They didn't this even was, go nine. This was seven. Yeah. They were up four to nothing at one point. They were up quite a bit at they were up. Times. They were up four to – actually, no, they, they really weren't. They were up four to one. Yeah. Four to nothing was the largest lead that they held, I believe. Then they were up four to one. Um, I believe it was after the fourth. And then things went to poop. Well, weren't they up going into the bottom of the ninth and or bottom of the seventh? Bottom of the seventh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were up like two runs. Yeah, and then uh, and then they. That's what I'm saying. They were up. They were up four nothing after a solo home run by oh, and I can't remember the name, but there was a solo home run, uh, an RBI double, an RBI single, um, and and something else. They were up four nothing. Then they were up four to one, and then then bleep hit the fan, and they were down like eight to four. Uh, after an inning, they only allowed seven hits, but they allowed 16 runs. Mm. They allowed so many walks, hit by pitches, wild pit, like just anything you could imagine going wrong went wrong. And Nebraska baseball comes back from their first road trip of the season, their first series of the season, a four game series out in San Diego with an 0 3 and 1 record. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a tough start, but it's it's kind of the same conversation you have every year in baseball. Nebraska loads up, goes out west, uh, doesn't do well early in the non-con because of well, they were up sixteen to ten in the seventh. Yeah, yeah, they were up they were up pretty big there and let it collapse there in the seventh inning, and then they just said they never even got to the eighth inning where their normal collapses happened in the first three games. <laughs> Well, they just, I, I just feel, I'm just, I hate ties. I mean, I hate ties well, in the, the NFL. Travel, I hate so that ties in- travel rule restriction thing happened in softball earlier this year with Texas and I want to say Kentucky where um, Kentucky was up by three runs. They'd scored three runs in one inning, but the inning wasn't over. But Texas knew that they were getting to the point where they were going to run into their travel restriction, and this became a big talking point where they had multiple mound visits. They had a lineup chain, like a, a, a somebody came into DH halfway through and at bat. Um, they chain. They had a pinch runner. Um, they were talking to the ump about something, and they were just delaying, 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 delaying until finally, before the inning ended, they had to they had to call the game and go back to the previously the last completed full inning, which the game was tied. So Texas got out without losing the game in a tie to Kentucky. Mm. I just, I just hate it. I mean, I know it was predetermined. It was kind of like, hey, we've got 
And you didn't expect the game to last that long. You're usually not 16 to 16, you know, 32 runs in seven innings. Um, but I just hate for it to end that way. I don't know what the what the idea would be. Other, I mean, you can't do next basket wins like in basketball. So some teams got a whole <laughs> next, half it's, inning. That's like backyard rules. Next run wins. Yeah, next run wins. Come on, let's do it. You guys got three just a home like a, a home runoff. But yeah, I mean, something like that would even be better, just so you can have somebody win. Just bring some random person in from the stands, and they throw three pitches to to one batter each from each side. Whoever hits the most home runs in those three pitches. Wins the game. I mean, especially if it's sixteen to sixteen. Just have a, yeah, you're right. Have a home run derby. Why well, just do it? Come on, let's figure it out. It's you a get low three. scoring ball game. Maybe you try something. You else. get three pitches. You can't take a pitch. <laughs> if you take a pitch, it counts as one of them. You get three pitches. That's it. And of course, this Nebraska baseball team too is basically, um, you know, we talk about flipping the roster in, in Husker football. Uh, this roster is a lot of it's new. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is. It is that same conversation where it's like, don't don't panic. Um, th- you know, things didn't start off in their first series. This typically happens. So, um, obviously you do, but I mean, it is, it is kind of, it, 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 it almost like, uh, wears on you a bit as a Husker fan to have that conversation every year because it's pretty much, it happens every mm-hmm. year. So I'm, I'm looking at the box score right now. Uh, Nebraska was up four to one after two. Um, no run scored in the third for either team. San Diego scored nine in the fourth. Uh, Nebraska scored five in the fifth, two in the sixth. Five in the seventh, and San Diego scored six in the seventh, and you know they they went on to the eighth, ran out of time, and uh, went back to the the tie score at the end of the seventh. Mm. You allowed nine innings and in, nine runs in the fourth, and six runs in the seventh. Yeah, and the bullpen was touted as. Not not touted, but the bullpen was supposed to be one of the strengths because you had multiple starters from last season's squad who were moving over to the bullpen, which was supposed to make your bullpen stronger. So far through four games, it doesn't look the greatest. Now, I understand you know, that, especially for Northern teams, the first couple of games are kind of a struggle because a team like San Diego has probably been playing outside for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Nebraska had a couple outdoor practices, but nothing to the level of what San Diego's probably had or or any of those other teams down south in warmer weather. So there is that aspect of things, but to lose three games in the fashion that you lost those three and to get a tie in the fashion that you got a tie is not... What's the word I'm looking for? It's it's good. it's yeah, it's it's not good. Ideal. It's it's not yeah. It's not ideal. It's not something that you look at and you're like, okay, well, if we fix this, then maybe we could. No, you you had leads in, I believe, all of the games. You had leads, and in the other three, in the eighth inning, you completely fell apart. In this one, you fell apart in the fourth, and then again in the seventh. It's not. It, it, it's strange, and it's really something that this coaching staff is going to have to look into because the bats were alive. You had 17 hits. You had, let me see, you had uh, three home runs in, in no, wait, that's San Diego. You had two home runs. Nope. Yeah, two home runs in this game alone. Uh, multiple doubles, one triple, and you still, <laughs> your, your your pitchers ended up giving up 16 runs, 15 of them in two innings alone. Mm -hmm. And like somebody on the text line says, again, a lot of those came off of, actually all of those came off of just seven hits for San Diego, 20 walked batters, and 10 batters hit by pitches. 
Jeez, my goodness. Just not able to find any type of strike zone. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, I mean, I think it's concerning, maybe a little bit more concerning than, again, the annual, well, it's a, you're, you're playing out west type of thing, early season thing. But we'll see. I mean, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, obviously one series in baseball, I mean, you can get swept in the middle of the season. It's, it doesn't mean everything, mm-hmm. um, but it is it is something a little bit of a concern to start and something you have to fight back. And, and again, with Husker basketball, it's been this fight to get back to 500. Of course, last year was kind of the same thing. The whole year was just kind of working uphill to get. And so you hopefully you don't fall too far behind that. We'll see. Nebraska's got plenty of time uh, to correct it, but... It, it didn't get off to the great start, like we we're saying. Um, interesting too, because the, you know it's it's not just Nebraska; it's the Big Ten. This is the the Northern States problem. Um, in in kind of looking at conferences as a whole, I wanted to ask you as as far as college basketball goes. I you know we kind of talk about the brand names not being there, but the ACC is down, the Big Ten is down, at least as far as like top end competition. Mm-hmm. Um, the Big Twelve. You, you, at this point, you just have to say maybe is that the premier basketball conference in the in the country now? Have for years, six you've, you've said, teams? yeah. I mean, for, obviously, it's the best conference now mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. It's won the last two national championships, and and I don't know how how long. And, and the ACC's got the changing of the guard type of thing going on with, yeah. with their top programs. I mean, um, your defending national champion might not even make the tournament. Yeah, or not defending. You're defending national not runner national up, championship, runner yeah, up, preseason number one. Yeah. And everybody says that's the same team. Well, Brady Manick was a big part of that team, and mm-hmm. I don't know if, if nothing more than what's happened this year can show you that's not the same team. They <laughs> was, need Brady Manick. Was he that big of a piece? Like They were, but you have to remember that, that wasn't— From making the National Championship be and, and for, just from making the National Championship, you take one guy away. I mean, they lost other people, but you take one you know main guy away— you're still North Carolina. You're still you're still kind of loaded with talent. You would think, and now so. you're going to miss the tournament potentially. I mean, you might get in on brand name alone, depending on probably how many more. Not games. The way if you tr- yeah. if they win what two three more games, they'll probably get in just because they're yeah. North Carolina. They're they're reeling right now, but they're not on the best stretch. No, but the other thing too is, I, and I felt this about that North Carolina team too, and it's a great run, but that's just what it was. It wasn't like that was one of the top four teams entering the tournament last mm-hmm. year, and it was a very thin margin for error. They couldn't get in foul trouble. They had like six guys that were legitimately pretty good to play in yeah. tournament-level competition. Brady Manick was one of those. I know they, they, they got Pete and Ansel. He thought that that might be able to fix some things there over from Northwestern, but, I mean, Manick was like good. Looks like he should have stayed at Northwestern. Looks like he should have stayed at Northwestern. Who would have thought? <laughs> Which is strange. Uh, but Northwestern now really good. But that's the other thing is the Big Ten, it's hard to say. Nebraska, Nebraska, despite this this big run they're going on, they might still be playing on Wednesday. It's going to be tough to get out of that, that Wednesday bracket. So there is, me and David were talking about this. Not saying it's going to happen, not going to get overly optimistic, just giving you numbers. There is a chance that this Nebraska team could make the NCAA tournament even without winning the Big Ten tournament. They have four quad one wins. If they, again, big, massive if, they win their last three games in the regular season and they win two games, we'll give them two games in the Big Ten tournament, they will be at 19 and 15 with, depending on who they beat and who those teams beat, potentially five or six quad one wins. With one of, if not the toughest schedule in the entire country, 
do you leave a 19-win, toughest schedule, six-quad-one-win team out of the NCAA tournament? Unfortunately, there with, is a way with this is very slim with this Big Ten. I'm not sure uh, if they do remember Nebraska. Tim Miles team is second to last team was left out. What are they like 23 and 12 or mm-hmm. something like that? Yeah. And it was just uh, it shouldn't have happened. Nebraska should have been in. Um, but I think that that partially tells you the other part of the story, too, is if Nebraska is on the bubble, they're not going to get well. They're playing in the big. They're gonna, they're going to get. <laughs> yeah, this this year especially. We don't oh, well, they're Nebraska. playing in the Big Ten. Well, the yeah. Big Ten's not the greatest conference this year. And the Big Ten, like it, I know, Purdue's the obvious answer. Take Purdue out of it. Out of out of all the rest of the teams, who's your who's your who's making a run in the tournament? Who are you picking? Because it was this kind of the same way last year where they but they had all Americans on their teams, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, uh, the Big Ten had like three out of the five all Americans. Mm-hmm. It might have been four out of five. In any case, but they weren't like great teams, and none, nobody really made a big run in the tournament except for Purdue. This year, I, I think you're kind of getting the same thing, and that's it, it's just strange with the your your typical powerhouses in in college basketball, the ACC, the Big Ten. Being down, the Big Twelve has has definitely taken that that position, uh, which is strange. Just in the world of college sports, right, where the Big Twelve a few years ago looked like it was going to sink, mm-hmm. now it looks like it's on better grounds than the Pac twelve. Um, but it's still it's crazy to see that you know that conference kind of taking over the big. I mean, because if you look at the Big Twelve, there's teams with awful Big Twelve records that are still like basically every team has a chance to make the tournament. Oklahoma and West Virginia, though some of those teams near the bottom might be outside shots, but basically everybody else is ranked. They, they Remember, have the Big a Twelve has ten teams. Yeah, yeah, they only have ten, and they're they could make an argument for eight of them. I could hear all, all ten would be kind of a stretch, but. With the amount of talent that is currently in the Big 12 and the fact that they do play, everybody plays everybody uh, in the Big Ten, in the Big 12, um, it'll be really interesting to see where they're sitting come um, Selection Sunday because, like I said, their top six teams are all in the top 25. TCU was 24th. They have a seven and they have a seven and eight conference record, but they are 18 and 10 and number 24 in the country. They have a losing record in their own conference. Yeah. Number 14 in the nation is 8 and 6 in the Big 12 Kansas State who is 20 and 7 overall. The Big 12 is is stacked with great teams. Texas Tech is making a late push. They're 4 and 10 in the Big 12, but they're 15 <laughs> and 12 overall and people are like, "Hey, watch out for Texas Tech, man. They'll take you down." Like it's it's so weird how as you said, a couple of years ago, the Big 12 looked like it was floundering, and now they're practically on the top of the world in terms of you know the amount of teams that you could see making a Final Four push. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking there's a lot of uh, when it comes to tournament time, I think there's going to be a lot of picks with Big 12 teams in there. Um, you don't want to face Kansas, you don't want to no. face Texas, you don't want to face Baylor, you don't want to face Kansas State. Like those 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 four teams, the, like Kansas State is the fourth best team in the Big 12. And I don't think anybody wants to face them. They scored a hundred plus points in, in in not overtime, in regulation. Like that team can score with the best of them. That's not a team you want to play. I just I can't wait to see what the what the picks are. Like you know, every year when they do the the tournament, you've kind of got your okay. These are the most popular picks, and I'm sure it'll be a lot of the one seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, I, I think Kansas is going to get a heavy heavy lean because they're defending champions in their brand name near the top that you can believe in. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Virginia's won a title in recent years. They're number six right now. So, you know, you kind of think of them as a two seed at this point. We'll kind of see how it all plays out. But I think this year, we say this every year just to get a little bit more excited about March Madness. But this year is going to be a, an absolute mess when it comes to tournament time because almost relying on your brand names might hurt you. This because is not, not happen. This is not the year for brand names. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Right now, Bracketology has Alabama, Houston, Kansas, and Purdue as your one seeds. Your two seeds, Baylor, Arizona, whoop, went too far, UCLA, and Texas. There you go. The Big 12 has two te- <laughs> three teams. Three teams as one or two seed. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, no big deal. I will say this, and I don't know where how Nebraska would fare in, in Big 12 basketball this year, but I do miss the Big 12. Philip 66 watching some of those games. <laughs> That's a free shout-out for Philip 66. Phil- is it still – I think they still sponsor them, yeah. That's great. Yeah. You'd never hear about them, but they're still there. <laughs> I still buy Phillips 66 gas Look just because of my Big 12 uh, growing up in the Big 12 in basketball. Next four out, Texas Tech, Penn State. Oh, Penn State's got a little trouble. Wisconsin, part of the last four in. Mm. Interesting. I mean, and that will be interesting, too, because some of those Big Ten teams are going to be on the bubble when it comes mm-hmm. tournament play. I can't wait for the Big Ten tournament. Hopefully, Nebraska can make some noise. We'll make some noise coming up next year on the Ticket Water Cooler.